We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. And we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? It's the podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. You guys are the audience and you are all alum and fans. Welcome into the show. Joshua, answer for all the all the dozens and dozens of listeners. What's the good word? To hell with Georgia. Always and forever, Stephen. Love it. As uh, so, we are going to kind of run down the news. We're going to, it's going to be an all news show. We'll focus mostly on the basketball because the transfer portal is making news yet again this week. So, we will spend a good chunk of the last part of the show talking about that. Before we get there, we will talk baseball, we will talk tennis, we will talk football, and we will also acknowledge that as of this recording and the posting, your WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion reigning for 975 days. We acknowledge the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. And considering he doesn't really appear on television, it's definitely going to get to 1,000. I believe it will. He's he's not appearing at the next pay, at the ni- next premium live event in Puerto Rico. But he continues to be the Georgia Tech athlete who is world champ, so... Roman, we acknowledge you. Joshua, you've got some baseball news to kick off our show. Indeed. Well, um, Georgia Tech actually had a good week for once. It's going to be it's going to be a very positive baseball segment, and I think part of it is because they were playing outside of the ACC. Um, they had a weekday game against Mercer at Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech once again was able to win a weekday game. I. They've reversed their fortunes on the weekday. They have now won multiple in a row. Um, they won the game by a score of six to three, cap driven by a four-run fourth inning. Uh, the game saw Georgia Tech get um, a couple of big performances. The big one being a two-for-two day from first baseman John Giesler. He also had an RBI. Four of the RBIs came from Drew Compton. So. Pretty pretty good day for them on the pitching side of it. Cameron Hill got the start, went four and a third, did not give up a run. Uh, the big one was Aiden Finitary out of the bullpen, as he has been for the last couple weeks. Went three innings, did have five hits and a run, but was able to effectively shut the team down. And then Georgia Tech had a home series against Gardner-Webb over the weekend. And it was a clean sweep for the Yellow Jackets. A great thing to see. The first game on Friday, they were able to take 15 to 5. Uh, great offensive and also great defensive performance. Um, Jake DeLeo went 0 for 5, but also had two runs. So probably some fielder's choice slash errors, whatever. So the on-base percentage apparently went up, but the batting average did not. But Giesler had another great day, three for five with three RBIs. Um, you got home runs from dude. I gotta translate because I don't actually know these names. Uh oh. 
What's the matter with you? Well, they just so they only list the last names. Oh, uh, it was from the other team. My bad. So Stephen Reed hit a home run. John Giesler hit a home run. Two home runs from Jackson Finley. At that point, he was up to 15 on the season. Um, speaking of Finley, he had five RBIs on the day with those three those three hits. So uh, Luke Schmolke got the start, only gave up three runs in four innings. And then the bullpen came in. Ben King, Joseph Minnelli, Jackson Vaughn, and Noah Samol. They only gave up two earned runs in the rest of the game, so good, solid day for them. Uh, coming in on Saturday, Georgia Tech actually run-ruled Gardner-Webb in seven innings, 22-11. Yes, 22-2-2. Two two. Uh, Georgia Tech's offense, as we have said, they are quite simply a unit to deal with. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a home run derby. It was a, a, a beaten uh, any way you want to put it, right? Jackson Finley had another two home runs. Angelo Despina had another one. Drew Compton had one. Um, and pretty much everybody in the lineup had an RBI other than the pitcher and Parker Brocious, who came in as a pinch runner for Stephen Reed at one point in the game. Uh, there wasn't much that Gardner-Webb could really do to uh, to stop the onslaught. And then in the last game of the series on Sunday, Georgia Tech brought home the win 13 days. So... For those of you scoring at home, Georgia Tech scored in double figures all three games in this series. So quite the quite the performance there from Georgia Tech. Um, you had a bunch of other home runs. DeLeo got in on it. He hit his 13th of the year. Uh, you saw Stephen Reed hit another one. Despina hit another one. He's up to 11. Jackson Finley had a solid five-inning start where he only gave up two runs. Uh, just 19 total hits for the team. Only so many different ways I could say the offense went off this weekend. Well, the other thing we can say is that Jackson Finley was actually named the uh, college baseball player of the week. Uh, he is he is only a redshirt sophomore, and uh, he for the week he batted four twelve, four home runs, two doubles, uh, seven total hits. He had a team high twelve RBIs. He slugged twelve thirty five and had a four seventy four on base percentage. Uh, and they also said he had the win. For the season, he's got a 322 batting average, 49 hits in 41 games, 15 doubles, 17 home runs, 57 RBIs. He ranks third in RBIs, fourth in home runs, fifth in slugging percentage at 757, sixth in total bases, and eighth in doubles. Uh, he does have a 518. Yeah, he does have a 518 ERA, but he has 33 strikeouts and 10 starts. Well, so, he's he's a hitter. He's really just filling out the pitching staff because everybody else is just that bad. Well, he's he's doing his show, hey, and that's okay. He, he, you're right. He is one of our better pitchers currently, which that's our weakness, as we've said many times on this show. The thing I love is at the end of this, and this this uh, announcement was on RamblinRec.com. At the end of it, they said the team will be taking the week off for final exams before getting ready for a crucial ACC series against Pitt. So uh, baseball players got to go uh, – Get their There's exams done. Yep. So they gotta they gotta finish out what is all important, which is their degrees. So good luck to the baseball team playing Pitt this weekend. Joshua, before uh you get to the football news, I did want to announce a couple of uh pieces of information about the men's and women's tennis team because they are getting set to uh enter the NCAA championships. For the men, we have two representatives going to the NCAA tournament on an individual basis. Andre Martin 
Martin and Marcus McDaniel. Andre Martin will be representing in the singles. He drew a number six seed in the singles draw. And then he and McDaniel together will be in the doubles uh, championship. So uh, Andre Martin had an overall record single-wise of 21-5. and He was nationally ranked throughout almost the entire season. He had uh, numerous victories over top 50 opponents, a total of 15 wins over nationally ranked players. And he and McDaniel were the top doubles team for Tech throughout most of the spring. They had a 10-6 and record, and they even had a victory over the number one doubles team in the NCAA, South Carolina's Connor Thompson and Toby Samuel. So we wish the best of luck on the men's side to Andre Martin and Marcus McDaniel. On the women's side, first and foremost, the entire team is going to take place in the team competition. So the women's tennis team will be competing in the NCAA team tournament. So good luck to the entire team. On the individual side, Kylie Bilchev and Carol Lee will represent women's tennis uh, in the singles competition. And quick uh, shout out to them because they have done some really good things. Uh, Lee has compiled a 25 and 10 overall record, a 16 and 6 dual mark. She's been ranked in the top 20 all season got as high as number seven in the ITA singles rankings twice, once in February, once in March, currently sits at number 15 in the country. This is her second appearance in the singles championship. She made it to the second round last year. We hope she can do better this year. Bilchev, uh, who I believe is a freshman, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. She's earned her first bid to the singles championship. She's produced an 18-4 and dual record at the number two singles position this season and boasts a 25 and eight overall mark. She's ranked 27th in the uh, national ITA rankings. She's been as high as number 23. And they will be uh, this weekend, May 5th and 6th, in Gainesville, Florida, is the first two rounds of the team tournament. And then the singles competition is a little later in the month. So we want to wish all the best to both the men's and women's representatives and the women's team in particular. Absolutely. Go, go them. Now, switching to football, uh, just a few little odds and ends to touch on. Uh, the transfer portal is officially – no one can enter the transfer portal anymore. The entry time is, is done. There's still a ton of guys uncommitted, like pretty much everybody that's left Tech as of now. Um, they are, have not picked a spot. But, yes. Before you give any names, break that down a little bit more so the transfer portal has closed. When is the next time it will open? So it won't open again until next year uh, after like the next season. So there's, there's, there's two times that the portal is open for entry, right? It's that December portal time that we talked about earlier and last year. And then right around this time, it opens for people to put their names in. Okay. So what you, I just want to, I just want to clarify. So this is for people who are listening, who don't follow as closely as you do. So when you say it's closed, no one else can go in the portal. Everyone in the portal can still work to find a place and coaches can still recruit players who are currently in the portal. Coaches still are, because like I said, everybody from tech that's entered KJ miles, Katabian, Franks, Martin, none of them have actually named a school just yet, but I do believe from what I've read and from what I understand, no new no no players can enter the portal anymore. The portal is closed to new names. Um, but Georgia Tech did have one more guy enter the portal, and that is defensive lineman Akilos Akello Stone. 
Um, it was relatively surprising, actually. He was one of the team captains for the spring game. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually had a pretty good game. He had had a little bit of had a little bit of buzz around his name. I think it was it's a combination of two factors. One is the obvious, like I said, same thing with KJ Miles. The defensive line group is the deepest group on the team. Um, he was going to have to compete with Makia Scott, Zeke Biggers, DeQuan Douse, um, Etioso Rubin, and a few other guys. Uh, not to mention the kids that are tr- uh, coming in from uh, recruiting. So it was always going to be hard to kind of get playing time in that. But also uh, in the Discord group chat that I am in, uh, patient Patience Veach, who if you're on Georgia Tech Twitter, you know her. She's very very. Uh, well, very plugged into the program. Her, I think her, she's an alum. I think her family's an alum, and she does a lot of different news stuff around the program. She said that it, from what she heard, it was academics related. Uh, one of those things that you don't necessarily hear about. The school doesn't necessarily want to embarrass the kid. Kid doesn't want to embarrass himself. So if that's the case, it's unfortunate. Whatever the case is, we wish him nothing but the best and and success in his future endeavors. Like it's John a- yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something that was more prevalent, at least publicly talked about. It's not as prevalent anymore, but it is still an aspect of the tech experience. And so, you know, it, it's like you said, he's got he's got other chances. He'll he'll pick himself up. He's a good he's kid. Got talent. He, and and he's got captain skills. There's there's a reason he was the captain in the spring game. I'm sure there's leadership quality. So, man, go get it. Go find your next. Uh, go find your next stop. So, just a couple other news pieces to talk on. The NFL draft was this weekend, and Georgia Tech had a few alum make their way into the NFL ranks. So the first one was a guy that didn't actually graduate from Georgia Tech, but he played his first two years of college ball at Tech, and that is running back Jameer Gibbs. He was taken 12th overall by the Detroit Lions. Quite a surprising pick, honestly. He was mocked late first, early second. Didn't expect to hear his name called that early. But he's so good that the Detroit Lions traded their starting running back from last year to make room for him. So He's already making uh, waves. The other one was somebody who actually did graduate from Georgia Tech, and that was defensive end Keon White. He ended up going number 46 to the New England Patriots. Um, I will be honest, I really wanted my Atlanta Falcons to pick him up when they moved up. I really was hoping that was the pick. I'm happy with the pick regardless. I think Matthew Bergeron is a solid pickup. But Keon White going to the New England Patriots, he's going to get a lot of development. I think he's going to become a stud in the National Football League. Uh, three guys also signed uh, undrafted. They were signed as undrafted free agents. They got picked up in a few different spots. Uh, first one actually that got signed was Hassan Hall, the uh, transfer running back who had played one year here. He got signed by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we also saw a tight end wide receiver, EJ Jenkins. He got picked up by the New York Jets. That makes sense. And a six, seven guy who can run some routes. It's worth a look in camp just to see if he can be a red zone weapon for you. And then uh, Charlie Thomas got a uh, deal as well, also with the Cleveland Browns. So him and Hassan Hall are going to be sharing a locker room. Hopefully both of them make a team. Obviously with undrafted free agents, the chances of making a roster is a long shot. I expect him to stick around on some practice squads, and if not, there's always the XFL and the USFL. Uh, Their football journey is far from over, but – don't be surprised if Charlie Thomas becomes a special teams player. Yeah, so 
we actually had a discussion about that in the uh, in the Discord. Uh, one of the reasons we that me and Bri- me and Bryce were agreed on with this. So a bunch of other people were very confused, but we we understood the vision. So Charlie didn't play special teams at Tech, right? He was the the number the number one linebacker in a scheme that ran two linebackers. You don't want to put him on for those. So I think a lot of teams were kind of reluctant to take him because they didn't necessarily see the value. But if you tell a your role is run down the field, hit this guy. There's a very good chance he'll adapt quickly. And I think yes. a lot of this team, I think Cleveland is going to figure out exactly what we already knew, which is Charlie Thomas can lay the boom. Now he might get thrown out of a few games. Well, listen, but, oh, Charlie, well. Charlie Thomas will uh, fix all the computers in the, in <laughs> the, in the team headquarters. He'll, uh, he'll install a, an extra wing off the back. Uh, he'll, 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 cook dinner for the team and uh he'll also you know chase off would-be robbers and burglars i mean charlie thomas will do whatever is needed to win because charlie thomas and hassan hall you know kudos to him but charlie thomas that guy he's He's he will find a way onto the field uh and will destroy people so i i wish him the best i i hope he i hope he gets a chance and uh, gets on a practice squad, or like you said, ends up in one of the other leagues. He will end up in a league somewhere if he wants to. If he yeah. wants to do that and pursue a professional career, he will find it because that's he's the Jose Alvarado of the football team. Him and AC Lee together. Uh, I, I hope I'd, I, I'm going to miss him no matter what. And good, uh, good shout out to to Bryce Coon and your Discord uh, group. Do, do you guys have a name? Um, no, so it's a Discord. It's cr- named the Crowded Booth because it's run by Bryce, and that's his YouTube channel. And so there's a bunch of different channels on there to kind of talk. So there's the NFL one, which is where we we're kind of talking about some of the stuff. That's where a lot of people reacted with vitriol around the Matthew Bergeron pick because they're casuals, and apparently they forgot about the left tackle at Syracuse, who's been starting since he was a freshman. But um, in the Georgia Tech one, at the towards the end of the draft, they're like, I can't understand why Charlie Thomas isn't getting drafted. And so I was like, okay, well, your bias is kind of showing just a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I knew I knew he was going to be an undrafted free. And I knew he would be picked up as an undrafted free agent by someone. Yeah. But, yeah, he clearly wasn't going to go in the draft, I didn't think. By the way, you, you uh, buried the lead in the Jameer Gibbs draft. He did go to Tech for only two years. He came out of Alabama, of course. But Detroit tra- uh, traded their starting running back, who went where? To hell uh, with Georgia. U- UG of A. Yeah, to hell with Georgia. All right. We're not bitter or anything, but we will point out facts when they present themselves to us. It is time to talk about basketball. And Joshua, I remember when we first had announced the Damon Stoudemire hiring at some point, I think in the second episode or something like that, when the guy, when the guys who left were starting to leave, it was like, I sure hope Damon gets somebody. And I, and I think you had mentioned maybe in a discord uh, group that when's he going to sign somebody? When's he going to bring in somebody? He better get to work. You better get to work. Well, the work is being done. We have two more names to add to it. We are up to six transfers in to the Georgia tech program. Give us, uh, you give you give the first one that happened. I believe, and we were talking pre-show. I don't think we mentioned this because I think it happened right as our show was being posted on Wednesday. Because I think it uh, was announced last Wednesday. So you give the first name. I'll give the second name. Yes. Well, first I wanted to give a brief update on one of the guys leaving 
the Georgia Tech program. And it is your favorite player, Kirill Martinov. You have a team to tune into if you want to track the progress of young Kirill. The Eastern Michigan Eagles have picked up the seven-footer um, from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. So if you are a big Kirill fan and you really loved his awkward awkwardness and you know, the elbows flying and 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 whatnot, um, tune into the Eastern Michigan games. Listen, you want to talk awkwardness. Fred Pauls was a lot more – yeah, that was your guy. He was a lot more awkward than Kirill. Yes, but he's a shooter, so he's allowed to get away with it anyway. Um, the first name to mention did happen, I believe, about 15 minutes after we got done filming um, our podcast last week. And honestly, if you ask me, I think it's the biggest get so far for the tech program, and that is uh, guard Amari Abram. So Amari Abram was a freshman guard for the Ole Miss um, basketball team last year. He is – I am running out of Wi-Fi. He averaged eight points last year, two assists. He did average 1.8 turnovers, but um, he was a freshman playing on an SEC team, and he started 22 games out of the 30 that he played. So played a very big role at a very big um, institution. Um, Shot about 40% from the field, 36% from three, so he can definitely stripe it. I think some of it was he was overtasked, which is why you're going to see some relatively disappointing numbers probably. Um, coming out of high school, he was about a top 100 prospect, according to 24-7, um, out of California. You know, um, he played he, – he, he, he was able to play in an SEC program. He was able to play significant minutes. Now, Ole Miss wasn't great, which is part of the reason why I think a true freshman was, you know, starting for them. But he did show plenty of flashes in the time that he was there. And I think coming into a program like Tech where he's not going to have to be the guy – will probably be a lot better for him. It's a very good upside swing. It kind of follows um, the last couple ones that we've seen out of Damon going back to Tafar Kapare and Kowasi Reeves. Those 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 three guys have all been upside swings on, on young, highly touted kids who haven't necessarily been able to put it together just yet. Right. So the news just broke today as we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, May the 2nd. Uh, the news just broke today that former Tech great James Forrest, who played at Tech from 91 to 95, I believe he was the last in the string of ACC Freshman of the Year. Uh, it was Price and then Dalrymple, then Farrell, then Hammonds, then Forrest, I believe. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, you can Joshua Julian26 at Outlook.com or leave it in the reviews if you want. But he was a beast. He was a fantastic player. He has been an AAU coach and he has coached. He was coaching Damon Stoudemire's sons in his AAU team. Another person on his AAU team was his own son, uh, uh, Jalen Forrest. He, Jalen Forrest, the son of Georgia Tech star James Forrest, last year played at Presbyterian College. And lo and behold, Georgia Tech hires a new coach whose sons play on James Forrest's AAU team called the uh, Forrest Jackets, I believe. And what do you know? But Jalen Forrest is returning home and going to Georgia Tech. So Jalen Forrest last year for Presbyterian averaged 11.3 points per game, 2.7 rebounds, 1.4 assists. He played in 27 games and averaged 26.3 minutes per game. 
He shot 37% from the field and 31% from three. He's a 6'4", 230-pound guard. He has a lot of room to grow. I, I had one of our friends of show kind of say, kind of point out that ahead of this announcement, Georgia Tech was ranked 10th, apparently, by someone somewhere. 24-7 has us ranked. They assign star rankings to the transfer. So so we're 10th in the transfer portal. And I believe, I don't even think that includes the um, Tyson Claude kid. Yeah, he doesn't technically have a star rating because he was unranked out of high school. So Well, so that's the other thing is. So Jalen Forrest does not have a star rating either. I, I I scoured YouTube this afternoon looking for any highlights I could. I found some AAU highlights. I believe it or not, I couldn't find any Presbyterian College uh, basketball highlights. So I'm looking at him two years ago. But the the kid, to be honest, I, I was kind of giving a comparable. He reminds me a little bit of a Tristan Maxwell. He's the he's the son of a high level college player not necessarily a pro player but he he looks like he knows how to get a shot he looks like he's kind of crafty uh he he was a point he ran the point i think uh for for presbyterian and on his aau team when he's in there when he's got an open shot he'll take it he's kind of one of the he's kind of one of those guys he looks like he kind of knows what he's supposed to do he probably doesn't play too much outside of himself there were no highlights that i was like wow did you see that it was like okay here's here's a guy he he knows what to do he's not gonna he's hopefully he's got a lot of iq and not gonna do something stupid and and looks like he's gonna be you know there is he going to contribute I will see. I'm nothing I saw made me think, ooh, he's gonna compete against Lance Terry and and Sturdivant. And, you know, if Miles comes back, oh yeah, no. That and and the other guards we've brought in, Kawasi Reeves, you know, and and this kid from Ole Miss. I I we'll see what he, he becomes. He's not he's James Forrest's son, and so I'm glad he's coming to tech. I'm not expecting he's, much. He's not gonna play this year. Um Oh, even, I doubt that. Even if Miles leaves, he he probably won't play. I mean, if you're trying to fight through Sturdivant, Kyle Sturdivant, Lance Terry, Debo Coleman, Amari Abram, Kawasi Reeves, um, I I don't I don't really see an easy spot for Jalen Forrest to fit in. I mean, it's similar to Amari Abram. I mean, he was a freshman. He was a true freshman, and I think they kind of asked him to be the guy on that team, and he just was he he probably wasn't ready for it, which makes sense. Um, he did lead the team in scoring, so he put up the numbers, but it wasn't efficient. I think a year to kind of marinate and and be around a top flight program would probably be good for him. Um, and obviously, I mean, his name will get him treated like royalty by the season ticket holders. So, I, well, I don't we'll want to call I, it. Listen. I don't want to call it a nepotism recruit, but there's definitely a sort of like, hey, buddy, yeah, I'll take your kid, sure. <laughs> Well, and I'll, I'll say a couple I'll, other kids from your AAU team my way. Uh, right, right. That's that's what you do in a pipeline. Listen, Coleman Boyd, one of our favorite guys on the end of the bench. Uh, I he was brought in, uh, I believe, because one of our recruits from the past was was he went to the same school. So, you know, it, it, it kind of happens. By the way, I will say this. Jalen Forrest and Amari Abram together are an upgrade from Fred Pauls and Kirill Markinov, right? I mean, our two freshmen who left. Right. Our two freshmen who left are replaced by those two freshmen. You got to like it. 
So uh, the the other thing I will say is uh, this this is how deep I was kind of digging to find anything I could about Jalen Forrest. He played at Presbyterian. The coach at Presbyterian was a guy named Quentin Farrell or Farrell. Uh, Dwayne Farrell played at Georgia Tech in the mid 80s. Like I said, he was one of the ACC freshmen of the year. He and James played together at least one or two seasons. I was trying to find out if Dwayne Farrell and Quentin Farrell spelled the same way are related. I couldn't find anything. Quentin Farrell is 20 years younger than Dwayne. So I'm like, I don't know if he's a cousin. I don't know. But the idea that James Forrest's son went to Presbyterian with some coach named Farrell and now he comes back to tech to play for the coach whose sons play for James Forrest's AAU team. That's that's how this works. That's part of how this works is you develop relationships and James Forrest has been an AAU coach for a while, okay? So, and I believe he's continuing to do it, even though his son's in college. So, man, good on you. Congratulations. You, He has filled up, he's filled the roster back out. So, yeah. we got to give him credit for that. If Miles, if Miles ends up not being a first round draft pick and he decides to come back, this is going to be a team that can rotate some players. The The guys who left who weren't playing a lot, Every, almost every player that's come in is an upgrade from who left. I have to believe. And then if the system is an upgrade, again, there's reason to be excited. I'm not ready to hang a banner and I'm not, but I, I'm, I am very interested to see how this team does. They're, they're at least hypothetically upgrades. And I think part of it is because they're, they're more, they're, they're younger, right? It, Damon has made it very, almost made it a point to bring in a whole lot of young guys outside of uh, Ebenezer and Tyson Claude. Everybody's brought in has either been like a, a one or two year player at a pretty high level team or in I'm a high, higher level con- conference. I, I'm going to take that and I'm going to upgrade it because you said it apart from the two older guys, but those two guys he brought in, he's made this team thicker, stronger, I'm, taller. I'm not dissing those guys. And 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 more rotation. I, yeah. I, I'm looking at now going, okay, and last year, at this last year, I kept saying, I wish we could rotate, and Josh tried to do that, and the guys didn't play well. I'm looking now going, okay, now we can play eight or nine or ten, and, and we can, if, if the style changes and we're tougher, uh, at least just thicker, we'll see what kind of defense they play, but Man, go go make things happen and and see what you can do in the ACC because it could be very interesting. It's very early, but I you've got to be encouraged with what he's brought in. They, they, well, it was hard to be less encouraged than what we saw last season. But um, the one note that I'll add on Miles Kelly is I think the chances of him coming back to school are very good. Um, Sam Vecini is one of the bigger NBA scouting uh, writers in the that sphere. He writes for the Athletic, and he just released his latest big board for the 2023 draft class. And Miles Kelly was not in his top 100, so yeah. you have to assume unless he lights up workouts and like shows up to the combine and just dominates everybody in a scrimmage. Which I love Miles. He's not going to do that. He's probably coming back especially with like NIL opportunities in the city of Atlanta, he can probably make about as much, if not more than he would make playing in the G league or overseas. Like you would have to. And by the way, uh, you said uh, it would be hard to be worse than this last year. Well, we were worse two years ago. 
So it's hard to be worse than that. So yeah. All right. So uh, not sure. Yeah. So the season before, again, we had more wins this last season than the season before. But now, hopefully, we get back to respectability. We'll see. We'll see. We'll just see how they develop over the summer. All right. So I believe we've come to the end of the show. We want to thank you guys for listening. We hope you find this entertaining. We would like to hear from you. Uh, we shouted out a friend of the show talking about our ranking in the transfer portal. We want to we want to reference you, uh, one of our dozens and dozens of listeners and loyal fans to what's the good word. Joshua, give them all where they can reach you. Very simple. Just shoot me an email at joshuajulian26 at outlook.com. Julian is spelled J-U-L-I-A-N. So don't spell it J-U-L-I-E-N because there'll be a very confused man on the other end. Joshuajulian26 at outlook.com. And I didn't I didn't get approval for this before the show, so I'm going to ask you on air right now. A lot of times when people do late night shows, they do Jimmy Fallon, they do you know the night show and all that. And they'll go, hey, tell everybody where you're appearing. Can I tell everybody where you're appearing over the summer? Absolutely, you can. Let them Absolutely. let them know where they can see me. So if uh, you are in the metro Atlanta area, I'd encourage you to check out the Gwinnett Stripers. They are the AAA team of the Atlanta Braves. They play at Cool Ray Field uh, right across the interstate from Mall of Georgia at uh, exit, I believe it's 120. I'm not sure, but it's high, Georgia Highway 20. Cool Ray Field is right off there. And... Our own Joshua is going to be a bat boy this season for the visiting dugout of the uh, Gwinnett Stripers. So you will be getting to spend the summer with up and coming major leaguers from various teams. So I got to do it last summer. And I actually I, I, I like to think that we had some good mojo going in that clubhouse because the Nolan Gorman and O'Neill Cruz played their last AAA games before getting called up in Gwinnett. So I love it. We got to got to meet them. Also got to meet Brandon Lau from the Rays um, and a couple other really really cool people. And uh, in fact, your very first series you did last summer, uh, you after your first two games, you, I think they won. And you and uh, the manager said uh, you said you're not going to be here tomorrow. And you were like, no. He goes, you got to come back. Where or you missed a game and you came back. They had lost. He goes, oh, I'm glad to see you. We lost when you weren't here. So you're our good luck charm. So I was also told by Nolan Gorman that I looked 16, which I didn't know whether to take as an insult or a compliment, because if you've if you've seen me in person, I don't look 16. And respectfully, Nolan, stick to baseball. Yeah. Good thing he's got better eyes in the batting cage than he does. Uh, oh, yeah, he does. No, guessing that, people's that, ages. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. This isn't a baseball show, but I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Joshua getting to spend post-graduation summer in the dugout among doing other things. So for Joshua, Joshua Julian, 26 at Outlook.com. For the fan, Joshua, this is the alum Stevens asking all of our listeners that all-important question. What's the good word?